Southern live oaks are a true emblem of the American South. Some of the famous specimens have names like Treaty Oak, Emancipation Oak, or Council Oaks. That tells us that these old oak trees were landmarks where major decisions took place. Join us at the table to learn more about these majestic trees and the ferns that sometimes make their home on their branches. Welcome to the Steel Magnolias podcast. We are two sisters here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. The South is full of beautiful diversity in landscape, people groups, and culture, and we want to showcase each part. We've got plenty of room at our table, so pull up your chair. Welcome back to season six. We are in full swing. I am Laura Beth. And I'm Lainey. We're going to discuss some of that diversity in landscape today. Yes, we are. But before we do, I now know the best way to get listeners to send us a message or an email. How's that? Because while y'all love, love, love. We love hearing from Hearing people. from y'all. Well, how do we do All it? All we got to do is pronounce a southern city incorrectly. Well, there's plenty of those <laughs> I've done wrong over the years. The people of Mississippi rose up last week to <laughs> defend the Marathon gas station that I'd mentioned in the city it dwells in. With the in. wonderful po'boys? That yes, one? Okay. Yes, number one po'boy. Gaucher. I said Gautier. Oh, that it's sounds Gaucher. French. Gaucher. Of okay. So, yes. And these things are important. So that's actually why I wanted to bring it up. Not to just make a little laugh about, you know, us being finicky about pronunciations. But it matters. Somebody's, it matters. And we're learning there. along with y'all you know, as we go, too. Yeah. Somebody lives there, has relatives there. Or, and they're like, oh, Yeah. Yeah. We get it. But, like, what I was thinking about was, like, we have a Lebanon, Tennessee, that's oh. actually not very far from us. And people say Lebanon. Yeah. And you're like, it's not the country. I'm like, oh, how different of a place that you're talking about than what we're, you know, accustomed to. Yeah. So I get it. It's important. <laughs> I believe it's important. But I just think it's so funny the way it, it did rise up some uh, hairs on the back of somebody's listeners. head. I yes. love it. Well, y'all stick with us. We're trying. That's right. We're learning too. So. I'm probably going to say this word wrong. But what we're talking about today is... Quercus virginiana. Good for you. Hey. See, I see those things and I'm like, I'm just not going to mention that. Well, do you know I why know I mention it? Because of the second word okay. in that scientific name clearly suggests that these are in Virginia. Ah. But they're elsewhere. Yeah. They continue. These beautiful trees go south to Florida, west to Texas and Oklahoma. They do love, I'm jumping in. Is it okay that Go I just jumped it. in? Go for it. Yeah. I mean, they are everywhere. I was trying to look to see in my notes where I had all the places that they were. Well, they're I, mostly Southeast. Yes, for sure. But I mean. Or like, Southern at least. I mean, Texas isn't Southeast. Well, well they're about to be in our They're conference. in our conference. So, but yeah, Central Texas, I think would be kind of as West as you would see these. Uh, like even some in Southwest Oklahoma, I read. Uh, yeah. All along the Gulf Coast. Right. And they love, um, they grow well in salty soil and in shade. Yes. So that makes them, you know, really going to be a lot in those coastal places. Right. Georgia, South Carolina, the East Coast there, North Carolina. I actually found an incredible map that I'm going to, I'll put in our show notes in the description of this episode that like you could 
see if you're even close to one of these. It has well, them Well, I wish they would grow here in Tennessee I because I would love nothing more than to have a huge one where, you know, the the way these limbs grow, it just makes you want to climb a tree. Well, but they're they don't survive well in freezing temperatures and we get a lot of freezing. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned in your intro like the like they're just so did you, I don't know if you said symbolic or um, I, well I said they're an emblem of the south emblem. and they're that's what you said em, they're iconic they really are and what's funny to me is when so I was Spanish moss which is sometimes yes. on them um when I see a southern live oak my heart just melts as if I did grow up with it like it feels nostalgic yeah to me like... and I didn't grow up near any at all <laughs> I'm wondering sometimes if that has to do with movies. Oh, probably. Because there are some very nostalgic movies that were put the Southern Live Oak like in a prominent location. I'm talking about um, Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. Jenny and Forrest as little kids playing under this glorious tree. And then fast forward to the end where he's burying Jenny under that same oak tree. I mean, like, make me cry. That oak tree was a significant. It was like a cast of a character there, right? As um, much as the bench in the park, right? It's true. <laughs> uh, the Notebook. Most people oh, have seen gosh. that one. See, but like, it's just. I think the scene that I remember in that one is like they're riding bikes and they're in love and you know it's just like midnight in the garden of good and evil. Yeah, there was all that eeriness yes. around. Yeah. Yeah, so, the- you know, I know a lot of people get excited when they start seeing palm trees as they get to the coast, and that's fun to, for me, too, but what makes me melt is the Southern Live Oak. I know, they're awesome. Breathtaking. We've seen some good ones, too, but we'll get to that. But yeah, yeah I just love how these limbs kind of, they'll grow down and then back up, yes. and sometimes even touching the ground. In fact, a lot of the huge ones that you'll see... Um, that people go to see they've had to put supports yes so that they don't break off because they you and know there's are quite no, long there's no climbing allowed on them and it looks like the most epic of climbing trees I know we've mentioned that when we've talked about the angel oak in Charleston but yeah you mentioned emblem I said iconic they're just a symbol of strength as well when when I think of the branches like you were just talking about, I mean, it almost feels like outstretched arms. They're hugging arms, you, like inviting you in. <laughs> I know. You know, like well, they can they can cover. Uh, I mean, the crowns of the largest southern live oaks, according to the National Wildlife Federation, can be 150 feet. Wow. On average, though, the crown spread is 80 feet. Okay. And the height of 50 feet, that's big. That's huge. The branches usually stem from a single trunk. Yeah. Which can grow to five or six feet. Yeah. The trunk. Yeah. That's incredible. So, yeah, in case you're just jumping in and going, so these are just oak trees? No. These are different. A live oak tree or a southern live oak tree is unlike most oak trees because... Oak trees in general, they shed annually. So like each fall, they're dying off. But a southern live oak, they don't lose their leaves in the autumn. And they're nearly they, evergreen. Yeah. They're not, but they're nearly yeah. evergreen. They look alive all year long, yeah. basically. So it is different than just your typical oak tree. They have little tapered acorns yes. on them. And those are you know, a source of food from a lot of, a lot of different animals, yeah. birds and mammals. Um, I, 
read again from that National Wildlife Federation, sapsuckers, mallards, wild turkey, bobwhite quail, the Florida scrub, scrub jay, excuse me, the wood duck, squirrels, black bears, and deer. I've never heard of a sapsucker, but I can guess what it does. (laughs) Right? And the, the... Florida scrub jay is actually a threatened bird. It relies on the um, scrub form of the southern live oak for nesting. Wow. Actually, lots of animals and birds use these for their nest as well. Lots of other birds do that. Well, I know you were describing like the size and the circumference a minute ago. Did you talk about the age yet? Because I think that is what really blows my mind is the age. So some of these live... Like, well over 400 years, up to maybe 1,000 years. Isn't that wild? Like, pause. Our country is (laughs) not even 300 years old. Like, we're getting close. We'll, you know. But But the Native Americans had been looking at those trees already for quite a while. Yeah. So, a lot of the ones that we'll talk about maybe even later are between 500 and 1,000 years old. That is just... Mind-blowing. And what I said in the intro, too, when you think about something that's been around that long, you think about, like, Native American tribes yes. that would have had treaties. and Yes. Like, they actually were there for that. Yeah. <laughs> that's The wild. same tree. They were looking at the same tree. <laughs> that is crazy. That I is mean, really wild. When we, we went to Israel, I remember thinking, yes. like, there's a, some of these olive trees that are so old, like... Who saw this same tree? You know, who biblically saw this same tree? Anyway. That reminds me of a Sean Dietrich quote that he said. Um, I don't remember who he was talking about. It was in one of his novels. But he was saying she was old enough to have a signed copy of her Bible. Like, as if, like, one of the gospel writers themselves oh my signed it. Like- oh, my gosh. It, I didn't even get it at first. I was looking at you a little lost. That's hilarious. Like a disciple signed it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> An autographed copy of a gift from Timothy. The Bible. <laughs> yeah. So well, these are fast growing trees, but their growth rate starts to slow with age. Yeah. So they usually reach that maximum trunk diameter. That's around 70 years. Okay. They may continue to grow up or out, but that trunk is pretty established, I think, by that point. Yeah. I mean, extremely, extremely strong. I read that there was a naval vessel, the USS Constitution. Yes, I I read this too. It was nicknamed Old Ironsides because live oaks were used to craft it. And it said after her live oak hull survived repeated cannon fire during War, the War of 1812. Yeah. That's Hello. So awesome. Well, these were used in shipbuilding, not just for that ship, right. but in general. They're supposedly really good against um, disease and that kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. That's a strong see tree. Why that would be. So, yeah. I mean, there's some that, like I said, I've got a map that can show you some that are just known and around the coast, especially. But there's some that I feel like are a true tourist stop. And so I wanted to mention a few of those. For sure. I've got a list here, too. Uh, one, you and I went to the Angel Oak, oh, which yes. is in Charleston. More specifically, it's on Johns Island. And it is glorious. Then there's the Seven Sisters Oak. This is the largest one. Oldest at 1,000 years old in Lewisburg, Louisiana. 
Oh, mine says Mandeville, Louisiana. Oh, okay. Oh, well, well somewhere maybe around those that are region. nearby provinces. And then did you have the, um, is it called the Celon Oak in Florida? I had down that that was a, a big one. And then Dueling Oaks in New Orleans. I have several on my list. What else so, do you have? Um, should I just give the places? The largest oak, live oak in Texas is in Rockport. It's called the Big Tree. That's a good name. <laughs> the Big Tree. The Big Tree. Mobile, Alabama has the Boynton Oak. Okay. I mean, there's so many. I can't do all of these. Um, College Station on the Texas A&M campus. They have the Century Tree. Um, the we, uh, Sorry, I was going to say, we saw one in Thomasville, We did. Georgia. It's on the list. It the is Big Oak. The Big Oak. Yes, it's on the list as well. Wilmington, North Carolina has the Airly Oak. There's so many. The Lover's Oak in Brunswick, Georgia. And speaking of Georgia, this is their state tree. That's right. So. And I think it's the only southern state that that's their state tree. So they claimed it. Yeah. So they're in... So, I mean, so many of the states, but yeah, Mississippi, Louisiana, Georgia, Florida, all have them, North Carolina. But yeah, I mean, if you are anywhere near one of these places, put it on your list. Yeah, some of them are close enough that you might just drive by it. Like that one in Thomasville was right on a street corner. Yes, and I mentioned, listen to that episode if you head to Thomasville, but they had a really cool feature that we didn't know about until I got back home where you can get a picture of your yourself or your group with the tree they have a camera set up i totally forgot about that and it had so, a cute name or something so yeah, yeah the, it, the big oak cam or something yeah yeah but it's like positioned such that it's going to get you and the and whole the tree, tree because your, there's no way you can't you i don't can't. care if you've got a selfie stick you can't get i mean yeah, unless yeah. you've got a drone maybe <laughs> oh you're doing <laughs> a, a whole picture of a of the whole tree that's true yeah definitely but yeah drive by it or like the one in john's island in charleston like you we had to be going there you know like that yes wasn't... you're not it's not you're not gonna happen upon that one but still it was so worth but it's it it's worth it and they were mentioning you know that they have you you have to schedule this but like you know brides that get their oh like their bridal shot bridal shot done there but i was thinking like you're still just getting a piece of it right like there's no way you could That would make for a beautiful bridal photo. What wouldn't in Charleston? Hello. You could be in anyone's yard or (laughs) alleyway or anything and it would be glorious. That is so true. Yeah. So uh, anything else that you would share about the Southern Live Oak? I mean, I feel like we've painted it. One other I didn't mention is right in the city park in New Orleans, the McDonough Oak. Okay. So that one sounds like it's in a location that would be easy to see. Uh Uh-huh. I haven't been to New Orleans in a long time. I think it's time for a visit. Me neither. Uh, well, what I, one thing I had not heard of, but, you know, you being my smart sister and one that knows lots of things, horticulturally speaking. Tree hugger over here. I did not know about resurrection ferns. And I certainly didn't know that, like, they, well, I didn't know that name, but I certainly didn't know that it was, like, its own plant i thought it was part of the southern live oak yeah it looks like it's you can consider it part of the way it grows but it is its own species it is and i didn't know that it's it's pulling for it's called the resurrection fern yeah the reason it has that name is it looks like it dies yes like from yeah 
not getting rain. Yes. So it's usually really pretty green, but mm-hmm. without getting rain, it starts to get dry and crumb kind of curl up. Yes. It looks like it's dead and brown or yes. brownish gray. But then it just takes a little rain and it pops back to life. Resurrected. So unlike the the um true resurrection that really was a death <laughs> and then a and then a rising, this is a Looks dead. And <laughs> this is the possum fern. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> looks dead, but it's not. Um, this is perceived death. That's right. Yes. And again, just found throughout the southeast, right? But maybe as far as north as like, it could get up to New York. Actually, I think this is even found in Central and South America. Okay. Resurrection fern, not okay. live oaks. Okay. Yeah. It is native to here, but I believe it's also Central and South America. You'll find this growing on other trees and stumps. and Yeah, uh, it would grow on like magnolias and oh, yeah, yeah. cypresses. Uh, yeah. I mean, rocks, fence posts. It doesn't have so to attach cool. to another. But it's kind of like, you know how an air plant just pulls from the air and the water in the atmosphere? That's what feeds it. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. That's how this works, too. So it can lose 75% of its water content during a typical dry period, and sometimes even up to 97% during a drought. Wow. That's and still be alive. looking really brown. <laughs> it's looking really brown. Yeah. But yeah, it would have to anchor itself to something is what I understand. Yeah. So even if that's like a set of stump or a rock or yeah. a picket fence, it feels like it's in that moss category but it's prettier it's and it's well, a little it's fuller. prettier it's just different it's fuller yeah than yeah. moss but an average like by contrast most plants can only lose like 10 percent of their water content before they die wow so that kind of tells you a little bit about wow how different this is oh man that is impactful Yeah. That really makes me understand how finicky some plants are with water. Yeah. Not too much. Not too much. Not too too little. little. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, in 1997, the resurrection fern was taken into space above the space shuttle Discovery to watch its resurrection in zero gravity. Interesting. I guess it still did that there. I didn't have, didn't say a whole lot about it. Yeah. I always think that's interesting, like what a change in atmosphere yeah. does. Huh. That's crazy. Well, wonder what they found. We'll have I'll have lots of pictures and videos to put on socials this week. Because like I said, we've seen some of these and I saw even one in Ocean Springs. Aww. I saw a Southern Live Oak right outside the museum that I was waiting so to cool. open. I was did like, it well, have some resurrection it did. turn on it? It did. See, now that you've pointed it out to me, I, you start I see noticing it. It's it. just like, you know, learning a new vocabulary word. Oh, You're yeah, like, and you see it everywhere. Everybody's been using this. It's so <laughs> it's true. everywhere. Well, uh, you know, this is kind of like Spanish moss where you'll see it on the tree, but it's not going to kill the tree, unlike... We did an episode on kudzu yes. that you can Killer. link to. Yes. That will kill yes plants yes. or anything it gets covered up on. That's I mean, true. it'll tear a house down because it's not native it's to here. Right. We shouldn't have ever had it, but <laughs> That's maybe right. I, maybe I covered that in that episode. I don't know. It sounds like I'm still kind of fired up about it. <laughs> but it but um, the southern live oak and I I don't know if I the resurrection fern as well, but they are native to yes. here so yes. yes i mean again 
meant to be here meant to be here gonna be good for our soils and our habitats that live here what else is important about resurrection fern other than just knowing about it i just think that's pretty it's just and it's so iconically southern that i've had this on my list for a little while yeah and i thought we would pair them together yeah 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 they're often found together didn't we pair spanish moss and kudzu together does that sound right y'all it's been so many years i don't remember i didn't think we did but maybe we did well maybe i'll look up both episodes if you're interested in spanish moss as well that's a very interesting piece of southern culture i think i said this on the spanish moss episode but i will tell you that i have been told by wiser sources than myself yeah if you're traveling do not take spanish moss off the trees and take it home as a souvenir Go buy some in a package at Michael's because it has mites and stuff like that in it. And you don't want to be touching that with your hands. Oh, gross. Things we wouldn't think of. I know that about bird's nest now that I've fondled a few of them. That I've (laughs) heard that you're not supposed to do that. Never, ever touch a bird's nest. With your bare hands. Put some gloves on or something if you're going to do that. Because it's same. Well, think about what all happens in that nest. But yeah, yeah, it can have mites and things. I hope y'all aren't having your pastry and coffee. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to get into all that. But I'm trying to help you out. That's so... And I remember on a tour somebody saying do not take the moss trust me it's worth buying that at michael's you don't want that in your suitcase this is the most expensive free souvenir you will (laughs) ever take home yeah well we had a couple of people that wrote us reviews this week (gasps) thank you thank you just a couple and i really appreciate those of you that did we're hoping to reach some new people this season so would you do us a favor and just write up a little something on what you like about the show short is fine like one sentence two sentences it does not have to be like a full review. no in fact some people probably wouldn't even read it if it's too long no no but we would read it but we, everybody yeah, we would <laughs> but you know if we if you're an apple podcast app user that's what a lot of you listening are using and all you got to do is be on the the page where the still magnolias podcast show is and you just scroll to the bottom and there's going to be five empty stars. So ideally you give us five stars, but of course that's, that's up to you. Hope, but you do what you do what you think is but right. Yeah, <laughs> you touch the number of stars that you believe the show should receive. And then even just a little bit more below that, it says write a review. So you just touch that and write a couple of sentences. It might want to want you to give it like a little title like a must listen or you know yeah. southern charm or something like that but don't overthink it but yeah we would really appreciate it because it helps apparently it helps people find us yeah. because when people are giving reviews it somehow shows apple that like this is an active show that has listeners that are engaged and blah 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 so, so even if you've listened for five years and never done that jump on and do it yes i do that all the time I'm like oh my goodness I love this person and I don't even follow them on Instagram you know or yes yes. sometimes it's something you're so accustomed to that you're like that's funny I don't even you know I'm not even on their mailing list or I'm not even you know and I love them and I would love to hear from them and then all these other people that you follow you're like why do I follow them oh my gosh (laughs) yeah I think that too anyway so yes and we got some fun stuff coming up giveaways and etc yes yes. so you should be following us if you're a lover (laughs) of movies especially southern classics 
we Ish. have got you covered for spring. Mm-hmm. Giveaways are coming. And as we teased a little bit last week, we are really hoping to have some gatherings this year, in-person gatherings. And so if that piques your interest, make sure that you're on our mailing list and just stay tuned for that and be thinking about if that might be something that you have some capacity in your calendar for. So Yes. And that, you know, I hear from just even friends that oftentimes they want someone to travel with, like maybe it's you know they just need a buddy to travel with and so I think there are needs out there then maybe we can help fill that for you absolutely we've heard from people that they want to tag along on some of our sisters adventures for podcasts and for fun and so we're just going to try and make that a possibility for y'all so hope I've piqued your interest (laughs) in teasing we'll go find a live oak somewhere yeah that would be so fun okay Y'all have a great week. Peace be with y'all. You've just listened to an episode of the Steel Magnolias podcast, an independent show funded solely on support from listeners like you and a few advertisers from time to time. For reminders of what we just said and links to what we just mentioned, take a look at the description of this episode. They are right there. Are you enjoying the show? We hope you'll text a friend or loved one to tell them about this podcast. And make sure they know how to get to a podcast first. We invite you to join our mailing list to be the first to know about episodes, giveaways, and events. Sign up at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com.